How are you two? Other than hang hungover? Good. You know. I guess since we last talked, we have a, a president. A new president. <laughs> Supposedly. Oh, come on. Don't say that. <laughs> I know. It's just very painful to watch the gears of democracy right now. The gears of a coup. I, I wish the motherfucker would just give up so we can get on with it. And w- uh, it's funny to me how media has flipped so hard on the guy. And in ways, I am really glad to see that. And in ways, I'm also like, wait a second. Survival. Why did we? Why didn't yeah. you guys do this before? Clearly, enablement this entire fucking time. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It like, makes sense, but I'm also wait a minute. <laughs> Canada feels like the weird friend right now who can't not say what they're thinking. If that makes sense, like yeah, the Justin Trudeau keeps being like, yeah, we're pretty worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's yeah it's interesting to live so close to oh, anyway so yeah that happened I'm waiting for my x-bone microsoft fumbled the oh, yeah, that supposed to happen? very badly nobody got it here on launch day because <laughs> they shipped them late so that was cool just canada or u.s seemed to be okay it was mostly canada because FedEx dropped the ball. No. FedEx. Freddy. It's pretty good, Freddy. I wish... Yeah, I, I was hoping that you already ha- had it so we could talk about it. But I guess we won't. Oh, tell me about the Xbox Game Pass thing. I'm confused by it. Is Yo, this like sick. an old <laughs> Xbox thing or a new Xbox thing? Mm-mm. Remember they used to have Xbox Gold? Xbox Live Gold? You had yep. to pay 10 bucks a month just to play online. <laughs> Stupidest thing. They still have that. But now they have a second tier, which is Game Pass. Actually, I think they've rolled them into one. So there's Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate. I think Game Pass gets you access to Xbox Online shit. Mm-hmm. Game Pass Ultimate gets you all the games. 150 plus EA Play for free. Okay, for the <laughs> for free being 16 a month, I think. And so you can play everything without buying it. So No Man's Sky, you can just play it. Okay, so that's interesting. So Xbox Live Gold is gone? Yes. And then... Wasn't didn't they use the branding Game Pass in the past? Like yeah, yeah. A different uh, so they're surface? unifying it now. Like okay. Game Pass used to be the thing I'm describing, and now they've made that Game Pass Ultimate. Which actually, the other thing that's really cool is Ultimate also includes you can play the games on PC because a lot of them are available there as well. So you get a license for PC as well, and you can stream them. So it means that you can play if you want No Man's Sky on your Xbox, and then you can just switch to your PC and keep playing. And then you can also play on your phone, which is a pretty fucking good deal. So I'm just not buying any games. Like, I'm literally just subscribed to that. I'm just not buying anything. <laughs> play whatever's on it I for a while. I mentioned it last time. It's like Stadia, but they made it better. Yeah, it's like Stadia, except it includes good shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, but Halo was included. <laughs> the thing is, why I'm so confused about this is because it sounds too good to be true. Oh, yeah. It definitely does. Here's the thing with this kind of thing. The games will go away, I assume, at some point. Like, it's Netflix where content comes and goes. I suspect at some point, for example, like a game you might be playing will go away. So, when I've used it before, they'll be like, oh, there's 60 days left of this game on the Game Pass. And they keep them for a long Mm -hmm. time. In previous history, it was like up to a year or two even. So, it's long enough that you can get through it. And then you can just buy it for a discount often when it leaves the Game Pass or uh, just not play. 
Uh, yeah, but, and it's obviously also one of those things where how many games at the same time can one play? Yeah, exactly. And I, but I think here's the thing. I think that oh man, I'm already getting into it. This, you can just leave this precast in this time. Like, I think for them, a they own a lot of these studios, and b I think it reduces the risk and gets them more money over time because like a one-time game buy after that well they're not getting any money if you're paying 16 dollars a month and you open the same game repeatedly you're they're getting more money over time than they would have if you just bought it outright so i think that's yeah. half of the play and the, honestly the big question for me is how they make the ea part of that deal work so there's a included thing now called ea play which includes all the ea games as well for no additional cost it's probably like Netflix and a big movie production company. Do you remember yeah. when everything from Stars was on Netflix? Oh yeah, and it was like it's God. a single deal that they it make was so for long a ago. whole <laughs> library. Yeah, I couldn't think of a like a more recent example. Stars. But you make a deal with a company that has a library yes. of licensed content, and like so Disney. and yep. yeah, like Disney. Remember, I lost that too. But oh, yeah, no. so Microsoft makes a deal with EA, for example. Yeah, for all the games for some fractional amount of that $16 every time someone plays a game or something and yeah. I'm sure both parties are very happy about it. I actually think there's a it's a big sea change because it means that the game studios are motivated to keep adding content so you keep staying subscribed as well. Before it's like you had to convince them to buy it then convince them to buy the dlc and obviously that shit was really annoying and unsustainable as well i'm not convinced that this is super good either but this is what clinched the xbox for me this time was like being able to buy a console on day one pay one monthly fee and just play all the games like oh and not to forget the way the fucking thing looks oh yeah a giant obelisk well yeah the xbox the xbox looks amazing i think yeah but the playstation looks did you see my favorite thing that happened this week other than the apple stuff which we'll get into in a second the hardware designer of the ps5 came out in this interview and said that he actually originally wanted it to be bigger and everyone's huh (laughs) i love that honestly (laughs) how big was it that's so that's some big dick energy right there i know he wanted like a full atx case or something can you imagine if like he had that like sony had to convince people to put a desktop pc on the i we don't have to spend some time talking about it but i am surprised how big of a conversation the it's a very large device became historically people have the playstation versus xbox just like mac versus pc totally There's a lot of personal preference a lot of my opinions your opinions wrong and it's the, all the controller is it, just better yeah and it never really uh, came down to like the aesthetics of the console it was sort yeah. of like you, it doesn't you really get matter. what you get because there's one option for yeah. your side it's you yeah, know i think that's an interesting point because i think yeah you're right the discourse this time it's it doesn't really matter what you choose anymore there's a couple of exclusives of on each side the, either way i don't really care most of the games i want are on both i bought the one that i thought looked less ugly and would fit in the what, cabinet what about i have <laughs> tony hawk pro skater one and two does oh, it come no. for xbox <laughs> yeah fine i'll just like subscribe to ps now or something to play <laughs> it. that's the thing is like no I, there was a genuine of, question does it does that is that a thing for xbox as well or is i think it it's only i actually don't know it is on pc though that's oh, what it I is on sure. Xbox. There you go. But that's this is exactly my point, isn't it? Ninety percent of the time, unless there's some long-term Sony exclusive, you're going to get it. And so that's why Game Pass is interesting. Anyway, hopefully, I get an Xbox yeah. today. Who knows? We'll see. Fingers crossed. 
What a fucking um, so nightmare. <laughs> let's do the intro, but I think we should talk about Apple. The Apple event, Prop 22, we could actually have a conversation about. And my partner pointed out something really interesting about the election that I think we should talk about too. That's very relevant to tech. Let's shoot for this time in an hour. This is the hard stop if we're not okay. done already. Just so I don't have to say it. <laughs> Do you Am I, I feel I have a sense that I'm like super echoey today. A little bit no. ambient, but it's, it's not okay. that bad. I he- I hear that you're in a large room, but I don't per se yeah. hear echo. I think all of our conference rooms are not great for podcasting. No. It works, right? Cool. Okay. Ready? Ready. You're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, episode 153, a podcast that looks at tech and how it's shaping the world around us. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Grosser, and with me are... Frederica Malti. Juan Williams. Hello! Hello, friends! How are you today? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just woke up, so I guess it's, that's why. <laughs> it's very, like, fall weather here. Like I bike through the park, and it's like, it's gray, but, like, everybody's wearing a scarf. <laughs> Wow. Yep. Yeah. We we have like weird climate change weather energy. I don't know how to explain it. It's like fall but twenty degrees. Yeah, same actually. Same. Very it was confusing. seventeen degrees yesterday. I I yeah. was like cold and then I was like I'm over being cold and then I put on my sweater and then I was sweating all day because apparently it was seventeen degrees. Like yeah. what is this? This is a weird reality like I'm, i don't hate it but i i know it's not right <laughs> well i i can't really say if it's right or not because of the pandemic i've been confused about what day it is what day what month what year exactly another week another day <laughs> another groundhog day do you know yeah another apple event it seems like the eighth one this year well i was yeah. gonna say i i marked the passing of time by apple events <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's September. They did a not iPhone event. The, oh, it's October. They did a what was that one? That was iPhone the iPhone event. event. IPhone yeah. It's November now. It's at Mac. What will we get in December? Maybe nothing. <laughs> the funny thing is that indeed, to me, it feels like there are way more Apple events than usual. So well, even is one more than normal. Even the Apple calendar doesn't work in my head. Yeah, it's because they've had more but shorter ones. I think. Yeah. What did like, we think? Usually of- these mega events. What did we think of the event from yesterday? Mm. Incredibly boring. So, I, well, I'm going to be the so contrarian this time. <laughs> I thought it was really good. I thought Do it was it. really good. I mean, I think the fact that it was boring is actually a testament to how well they fucking did this. If mm. I know that is like the galaxy brain take, but no, the it's fact not the galaxy was, brain take. You're just you're just a boring person. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I think the fact that it was boring and they didn't have to spend the entire time convincing you that this won't suck is a success story. But they like, basically said it probably will suck for a, another two years. So <laughs> buckle up, baby. But, well, no, I think that they understand that kind of audience that watches those events will be disappointed by this kind of thing. The kind of well, people who will want the new MacBooks, like my, my parents, can just buy this without even worrying. Fair, but that event wasn't very good at selling that device no, totally. to those it people. was like chips chips graphs with no y-axis <laughs> more, more graphs with no x-axis i feel like we've talked a lot in the past about who the audience for apple events are yeah and this one to me was like the press maybe like crammed a bunch of details 100 
it, it was weird though because like there's no perfect event Apple could do because their audience is so large. There's too many different types of audience. But yeah. it really is this for developers. Well, no, <laughs> there's really. parts of this that the developers would want that is not here, and other fluff that's here. And so it, it was strange. And if the target audience is that MacBook Air buyer, 100%. they did a terrible job of selling. What they did, in my opinion, is they said the things that you can already do, you can now do faster. Yeah. But they didn't do the here's what you can do with it. Exactly. Yeah, and even the faucet, like I will say, they made a good argument for like, oh, our performance is good without like really backing it up. It was really interesting. They're like, no, you can do 8 million tracks in Logic on your MacBook Air. I'm like, yeah, what? I, I just found myself, <laughs> I just found myself thinking, I don't know when I would use this. <laughs> and But it's, yeah, I don't know. Also, I don't know what I need anymore because well yeah you know that's what was actually the most confusing thing out of that event is other than my parents i don't know who this shit was for <laughs> like it was obvious it was like this event they they really like as soon as it started they started hedging like i don't know if you watched the very start of the event but straight out the gate they're like this is the first step in a four-year like multi-year journey to yeah. apple silicon and they're like look ultrabook and then they spent like 10 minutes banging on about no fans, finished the first segment. They're like, and now the MacBook Pro has fan. Fuck fans, but we put one in here for some reason. <laughs> like, yeah, we were expecting that one, to be honest. I, th- I, I think it makes sense to put a fan in there. But the thing is, did the Air even have fans before? No, uh, the previous Airs did. Yeah. Really? Not the. I can't remember if the current Air had one. I don't remember that. But the, I remember they removed it on the MacBook, which <laughs> was terribly oh, yeah. named. That didn't have a fan. Yeah, right. Um, exactly. I was just hoping that they would put it more into like a live context, less in a lab context, yeah. what they did. And to me, what that yeah. kind of communicated was, we're doing a science experiment. It's going to be very good, <laughs> but it's not going to be good yet. If you are yeah, interested yeah. in being part of this experiment, you can buy it. Hmm. But maybe if you want a computer, wait a second or something. Yeah, I think I think for the people it works for, it's really good. Like I think, and then you, the battery thing is the thing I thought that they would go harder on, and they didn't. Like twenty hours of battery life in a fucking MacBook Air is amazing. That is yeah. amazing. Like bananas. But they didn't show anything that justified any of this other than the battery. Yeah. Like they didn't go like, oh, we have LTE now. Oh, we have touchscreens. Oh, it like can do. Like, I'm not demanding all of these things. I knew that they would that, but they didn't show a single thing that justified doing this. I did think they were going to bring out a new design and have, like, a touchscreen or yeah, at have, least one, like, right? LTE or, you know, don't have to be all of those things, but I, I was expecting something well, there. that's what I expected with the one more thing title is, like, okay, yeah. here's the MacBooks for the people who want the predictable thing. Acknowledging that there's, like, a heritage there, they want people to keep doing the thing on a macbook air on a macbook pro and for people who don't give a shit here's this crazy bananas surface pro x rip off but that's what i expected at the end of that and then it was just like but on the other side i think they don't want to have a double lineup you know they don't want to have the arm and and the regular they don't they don't want to have another device as a computer but not you know they already have the ipad iPad. so well they just want they just i mean this is very apple right they decide something and i think one of the next things for iphone is going to be like there's no there's going to be no ports they're just they just (laughs) decide that that is the future for us all and then they will shove it down our throats until we love it and 
there, that's what's going to happen with this as well. But, but it might very well be the future, you know? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing I detected in there was that the performance leaps will be a lot bigger than we've pre- seen for a long time. So, for example, yeah. when you get a new laptop, if you would buy, say, like last gen and then this gen, usually with Intel, you would get maybe like 0.3x. Yeah. Like you'll notice it, but it's barely anything. Yeah. If they're to be believed, this will be a 3 to 4x jump. That is really interesting. And I think the re- how that actually looks will shake out. The thing I thought was weird that they didn't highlight that much was more the most important thing out of all of this and seems to not be getting much attention is that you can run ios apps on it like they spent five seconds on it and i'm like oh you just made the biggest app store on a desktop uh, overnight practically and they hammered on it a little bit they showed funnily enough because fortnite's no longer there they started showing like shitty ios games like oh it's Baldur's gate i don't know whatever shit <laughs> rather than whatever and among us was in there and they didn't hit on that as hard as i thought like maybe because developers aren't ready i don't know what's going on there i think it's because their target audience of the event wasn't the audience that needs to hear that Mm -hmm. and i'd expect some really interesting advertising i mean apple always really goes in on the holiday campaign for commercials but like january i'd expect a pretty interesting ad campaign for these macs over the next couple months yeah there was my, my favorite thing that happened was like after they unveiled the because they always show like the ad or one yeah. ad during the thing after they showed the macbook air they did this thing of like famous musician people i don't know like using it for the first time and the thought I, that ran through my mind because they it was like people opening it and like reacting to the new computer or whatever like these fame i don't know who any of the fucking people were anyway. they weren't reacting to the computer they were just clips of people using the computer yeah, yeah, but no but like, there were oh, some so reactions fast. and a couple of them were like there was one that was like oh the chime is back man the bar is low (laughs) like oh they gave us something back thank you (laughs) it was an interesting event because they were really trying to speak to way too many audiences at once right without really any thing very good shit that it works out of the box on day one i wouldn't like i was tempted to buy the mac mini just to see how it is but then i realized i don't want to participate in this experiment right now i'll wait a while so So if i if i get this correctly they 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 it doesn't run like photoshop yet no it does not actually get this they said it will uh, run lightroom uh next month what they didn't say is that lightroom classic isn't coming uh which is the good lightroom interesting (laughs) uh they're only porting over cc and then they're doing photoshop and then there's no timeline for the rest of the apps which is i mean if the ipad is any indication it might be a while Um, yeah it's interesting because the pro would not be a pro machine without those apps well yeah and so what remains to be seen nobody has tried this yet is what rosetta the translation engine for arm can do with those existing apps it's like is premiere usable i am skeptical (laughs) well that's i think they that's why they leaned into musicians and video editors in that ad because logic and final cut pro are native mac apps that i'm sure run on this thing yeah oh yeah everything that they own one of the things they touted was safari is like very fast on this i'm like okay thanks thanks bob like 
The thing I saw that was really funny to me is how many times they brought up iMovie. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like... Windows Movie you know Maker, what? it felt like. <laughs> Maybe I'm missing out. Maybe there are a lot of iMovie users of the Instagram story, TikTok, you, like more amateur YouTuber crowd. Maybe use iMovie a lot because it's like free and accessible yeah, sure. if you own a Mac. And it's not as complicated to use as Final Cut and expensive. So, I mean, maybe I'm wrong and there's a huge audience for iMovie, but it just seemed to me like they were the first team that had their ARM version ready to go for the demo. And they were like, great, perfect, let's fucking put it in the key. Final Cut was in there, but I guess they're going for the bottom of funnel as the entry point. Because Final Cut users aren't going to work on a MacBook Air or this like entry macbook pro all of this is evidenced by the fact that there's only 16 gigs of ram in the fucking pro that was a weird choice oh so weird and the mac mini notably is clearly non-pro like i almost wonder if they're gonna rename the mac mini because it had but, half the amount of ports and but only don't goes forget, up to 16 gig you can put the really expensive screen that's probably gonna be more expensive oh my god than that the was my favorite part. they kept showing the mac mini with a six thousand dollar screen i was like who does this <laughs> I, I love that and it was like when you're done compiling your code you can play Baldur's Gate yeah, <laughs> nothing else because there's no boot camp anymore motherfuckers uh, <laughs> Windows. so yeah this could be the end of Apple in a way but also the beginning no, I'm not sure it's a big risk I think look I think for the people that they need to talk to they it went great I think for the people who would have bought this anyway like regret regardless who probably already thought they had an apple chip fucking awesome for them every year the macs get a processor bump yeah and sometimes it coincides with other things so they roll out like a hardware event and sometimes it's oh there's new macbook pros on the site with the latest generation intel whatever yeah and this was well they wanted to do the processor bump but like it's their processor so they made a splash out of it but i feel like the Computers they released, at least how they sold them last night, was not a get new customers. This is people yeah. that were waiting for a processor bump to update. Yeah, I, to I would also a new computer I that they have already. Argue that I would say yes. The big difference with this will be that, and I think this is why this is important, is now they can reliably do what they did yesterday as a non-event, like a big performance jump every year, without having to rely on Intel. Like, before, it was like, oh, there's been no MacBook Pros for three years because it's just not worth it because Intel sucks. Now, (laughs) they can actually, every year, they can be like, boom, there's new shit. They don't have to do a whole event, but, like, it'll, I think there'll be a really clear cadence that, like, it improves over time where, like, Microsoft or Huawei might be, like, just stuck waiting for Intel to pull, pull its thumb, like... You know what I mean? Like, it's that that there will be the differentiator. But I think you're right. It was an event for something. So my partner's mum bought one yesterday because she literally texted me saying she wanted to buy a MacBook. And I was like, look, buy it. Like, for your use case, it will work great. But the it was she, she was so frustrated with the buying experience because they put the new shit and the old shit on the same page. Oh. And if you but scroll enough, it puts the yeah. new shit out of the window. So she kept adding the, like intel one to her cart by accident because she thought it was the better model because it's like the last thing oh. on the page and she was like i don't get it it says like 3.2 gigahertz or apple silicon what's the difference and so i think they have a lot of work to do to get normals to get it although i suppose that's also somewhat the point 
is that at some point they can just remove the Intel ones and it will make more sense. But I think they should really clearly divide it up. It should be like, you want the old shit or the new shit? Here's what the difference is. Now yeah. they have like, oh, it's all sort of like thrown together. <laughs> like I was really hoping, but I can't hold my breath for them to fix their branding problem. Which one? Well, I think that they should have been like, this is the MacBook. Right. And just yeah. get rid of the Air branding because it's not particularly good branding what does that mean yeah. it's the lighter one macbook and macbook pro you have the ipad air and the ipad pro and the 11 inch and versus the ipad air they're the yeah. same weight so i mean i'm sure it's a couple grams different but like yeah exactly. what does the air word mean anymore for them <laughs> and the ipad's even more confusing because they are like similar form factors as well the air mm-hmm. and, and uh pro yeah it means no fan for some reason <laughs> yeah just like the pro i don't know it's confusing it's, weird. it's it's and i was just hoping they would just be like this is the macbook yeah this is the macbook pro we have two it's that yeah. famous like steve jobs like a table of like pro consumer a mobile desktop or whatever right right and i think that they could make it fit into that and they're just failing to do that right now i will say the other thing that struck me about yesterday's event is that it was all available immediately that one that's cool that one was pretty wild <laughs> he started the event i think his first line was like earlier this year we promised you we would have apple silicon based max this year here you go yeah and it's three of them like i went into it thinking they're just gonna bang on about a macbook air for like 45 minutes and then stop but <laughs> like nope they did three you're right though like i even think the weirdest part about it at least for me was them going on about the macbook pro like hyping how it like works for that and then just having an entry model of it like it was so weird to see them go hard on how well it works and then having no story at the high end like yeah i don't I know the ram was, thing really bothers me as well i think it was weird that they called this event one more thing yeah i don't think i don't think this is a one more thing kind of event well they did it because like when they unveiled the transition from power pc to intel that's what they called the event as well and i was like oh. okay well but that was i mean through, throughout the last i don't know 20 20 years or so they have had eight events that were called one more thing and yeah. one of them is the one that we all know about which is the iphone event but there was also mm-hmm. one for i think there was even one for windows movie maker when that came yes. out in, yes. in the 90s. but windows movie maker what am i saying the I mean, iMovie. iMovie thing yeah, sorry that's, i got what you meant <laughs> yeah so yeah you know same diff so here's the thing that killed me about it is like they didn't have a single feature that justified the existence of all of this like there was no oh yeah you can add lte for 800 dollars. like you can i don't know do what it, like i don't care if it was upgrade but like they didn't add anything that did it and then there was a couple of points where they were like oh yeah it's gonna the cpu has an image signal processor i'm like oh shit good webcams are coming nope no good webcams like exactly that was so strange that was so weird to me i was like this is the moment to put like a high quality camera in the fucking thing you own the iphone camera like just put it and then the other and then they were like they did add good microphones i'll give them that (laughs) like yeah it's strange i think if i had to explain this new macbook to i don't know someone who's not per se into computers i would have a hard time explaining them why the arm is better yeah 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 for sure i have Um, as somebody who has done that and convinced somebody to buy it in the last day it went like this it's slightly faster 
a good amount faster than your last one. You're in the market to buy now. Don't buy the old shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're going to spend two and a half grand and you want to buy a Mac, buy one of these. If you're not a developer. Do not buy this if you're a web developer, by the way. Do not buy it, yeah. I, I would say also, like, the battery life might be pretty compelling to somebody. Oh, incredible. Especially if you've got a couple-year-old computer. I'm yep. sure the battery is not as good as it used I have to be. a one-year-old MacBook that gets through maybe two hours. <laughs> yeah. I would say, look, here's the, here's the, here's the one-line sell for the MacBook Air. It's the all-day Zoom computer with a shitty webcam in it. Like you'll probably get 12 hours of video calls out of this thing and if you do emails and like want to bang around an iPhoto or whatever they call it photos these days th- it's a good machine right. edit family photos yeah <laughs> I keep forgetting that photos exists and people like it I'm sorry I'm gonna get so much hate mail <laughs> no the thing is Apple always bangs on about editing family photos for some reason I don't understand no, it's just me editing photos of my cat but <laughs> your family yeah i don't know i thought it was like the fact that it was a relative non-event is 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 something like the like microsoft when they unveil the pro x they really have to really justify why they're doing it and like you know like it's really uphill battle and like with this a lot of it is shit works the biggest question mark for me is if you run photoshop in emulation mode how bad is it because if if you've done it on any other device like a pro x fuck it sucks yeah <laughs> so like it works and that's what i think that they were going on about yesterday's like your shit works doesn't mean it will be good exactly i actually think i just figured out what i would say to somebody if they asked me what the difference between this one and another one is okay is that apple increased their profit margin <laughs> because they did they did drop the starting price of the mac mini back down to 699 yeah. i think but they didn't the macbook air is still 999 and yeah. they definitely are saving money not putting intel chips in these things and it's apple there's it's eight gigs no of ram way. that's why they're saving money i'm actually so mad about the ram thing like i wish they could have used this event as a uh, opportunity to establish the like memory floor at 16 gigs, and then had 32 as the upgrade. That would have been cool. It's five dollars difference to them at their scale. Like it doesn't cost them fucking anything, and like instead they went on this bullshit thing. And the most annoying thing, as somebody who writes about this stuff, is on Twitter. I had so many dudes yelling at me yesterday saying. No, but memory management on ARM devices is better. And I'm like, what fucking universe are you in that you think memory is magically different when you change the CPU? Where is your head? Same OS, different CPU. Somehow Chrome takes less memory? Like, what are we talking about here? By the way, is Chrome available on it? I don't even know. So I was actually reading this because I subscribed to some news about the Surface Pro X because I have one now. Yeah, I'm waiting for that. Chrome still hasn't released a version oh, wow. for ARM. It runs, but it's not optimized like Microsoft Edge is. And that's one of the reasons I like using Edge on my Surface products is it's faster than Chrome, even though this it's is, practically the same thing. This is wild. I actually expected Chrome to have a story for this, but they don't give a fuck, it looks like. There's nothing. I just Googled it. There's a lot of complaints about this uh, on the transition kit. But nothing. Wow, that's I'm sure it will come. They've been yeah. working on it for the like Service Pro X for a while. But that that is <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. So I might recommend if if you're somebody that has one of these ARM Macs to try Microsoft Edge. Yeah, it's available, right? 
It is. I use it on my MacBook Pro, and I actually really like it. I use it on my yeah. Pro X. It's good. Yeah. All right. Enough okay, that, well, Apple. that was the event. Look, here's the thing. Like we said, we're going to be talking about this for three years. Like, this time next year, at least. Like, I, I think longer, but we'll start seeing the more high end. I think you'll see the, the top end, 13, and the 15-inch or 16-inch, whatever the fuck they call it. I don't think we'll see desktops for a while, by the way. Like, I think the next event will be, like, pro laptops and maybe a, like, baller version of the Mac Mini. I don't think we'll see an iMac with this thing in it until either late next year or 2022. Nobody has done that shit yet. And I'm not saying Apple can't, but it's a while away. So I, I would guess summer, actually. I'm going to say think? They, they're pushing harder for it. because What of- do we think the M stands for in M1? The, like, chip name so that's funny that came up last night when we were watching the event and i was like it's mac and then someone says what's the a mean in the h (laughs) (laughs) well get this they they also have an existing m chip by the way uh i think it's called the m7 yeah uh the motion chip yeah the motion (laughs) processor so they got the the m1 and the m7 two very different things (laughs) so congratulations on uh whatever that shit is i i want to do a shout out to the person who made the thing on the screen all the time whenever so a new thing up. was uh like is that they a keynote had the, effect it's like, like, like a keynote effect where there's a, a I know. cloud with nobody like, you, nobody in their right mind uses this in any other hey, presentation hey put some respect on that I, effect I, <laughs> I thought it was really 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 funny and then also the, the thing that they did with the the apple logo with the lock on top where it goes i oh, like the yeah. apple logo with the lock on top i i one one hot take i wish when they unveiled these they all had like this glow around them which was like the theme of the event the whole time i was like holy shit they put dope leds in these computers no fuckers it was just in the illustrations it was like when they unveiled the mac mini it had like a glow underneath i was like i'd buy that yeah <laughs> no. that would be cool i, I okay, found that for a second too i was like is this rgb lighting but we should i want to be clear about one thing there was a bit of discussion about this in the um in the event party channel on discord your shit on steam won't work there's no games that will work on this some of them might work in like emulation mode it ain't gonna work very good if you want to buy a mac mini and use an external gpo gpu shit won't work it doesn't work with like arm processors you so, might be able to play some ios games but like that's probably it, yeah. not much else <laughs> you might be able to play old shit that's in like a wine skin like age of mythology or something it might work can't guarantee it but uh, you know you're buying into something that is very early if you buy this yeah okay so we segue away I, from apple second I, well i had a, a really like a stretch of a segue is when freddie said the explosion effect in in keynote yeah speaking of things that catch on fire uh, have you seen cnn is reporting that hundreds of thousands of ring doorbells are being recalled for catching fire <laughs> wow video doorbells i guess they're uh, you know what they deserve it uh, that company's a fucking trash fire so it's a door fire apparently uh, i mean it's pretty it's pretty bananas it, like i saw a really good take about this yesterday that like was basically like who would have thought putting tiny lithium batteries in literally everything was a bad idea <laughs> but i mean that's always the thing that's been weird, struck me about like the ring doorbell as somebody who now lives in a suburb i have a doorbell thing but i didn't buy one with a battery because i didn't want to charge a fucking doorbell <laughs> yeah i was gonna say do you have I bought to the one that's wired <laughs> like, doorbell it's bananas 
this company sucks man like ring apparently like they only did it because words started getting out like they were trying to cover it up at first oh my God. classic which is classic the reason i'm so hard on ring is they're just a little shady or completely shady right little? like just for com like oh my God. Full disclosure, like-, like they work with the police they yeah. didn't have any data controls shady. internally is- sorry i'm just trying to be less extreme so yeah. i don't get shat on Fuck but em. you're right <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I like. like I talk. I try and talk people out of buying that shit just because it scares me. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. And yo, like, you know, like I. This is not statistical in any way, but like, I live in a pretty dense suburb. Like Toronto is pretty weird because it's very dense. Everybody has a doorbell camera. You're the weird one on the street if you don't have one. It worries me a lot that yeah, like just walking my, around with my, my dog, I'm like on camera for ring everywhere. Right, if if my neighbours are spying on me with their door camera, then I wouldn't spy on them as well. I have had the police come to my house here because I have a doorbell camera. No way. And they're like, hey, and like, you know, I understand this a little bit. Like, somebody had their car jacked last night, like, two doors up. Did you get anything? And like, it's voluntary, sure. But like, that they come to my house and like, have a look. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I actually, I bought the Nest one, the Hello i hate it (laughs) it's fine it works i bought it because uh in our house we don't have a doorbell of any kind and so if you're upstairs or whatever and like fedex they just like tap the door like and then run away (laughs) and so we bought it because of that i actually want to get rid of it and just uh swap it to you can buy ones from companies like unify or ubiquity whatever it's called where it's all local so it's not going into a cloud much more comfortable about that and so I regret it a little bit because otherwise, like, I don't know. I just hate the idea that I'm uploading it to the cloud and I don't know. Yeah, I think I think there's nothing wrong with, like, intercoms the way they have been, right? Where there's, like, a little side thing on the side street where the camera goes on when someone rings the bell. But the idea of there being a camera on all day, I, th- I think that's something I can't agree with privacy-wise. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, there was a big case here just um, a couple of weeks ago that malls in Toronto were illegally performing passive facial recognition. Yeah. Uh, I think it happened in the Netherlands, too. They had all these cameras and billboards and shit uh, just constantly recording. And it feels like similar to me, except everybody's doing it willingly and distributed, so nobody realizes it's creepy. Yeah, exactly. It's quite strange. Yeah, and I think think that this just crosses so many boundaries really hard. I don't know. We'll see. Good that you're getting rid of the nest cam. Well, but yeah, um just yeah. this other one. But <laughs> the next thing we wanted to talk about, I guess we we wanted to talk about this last week already as well, is the Prop Twenty Two thing. We had an episode where we talked about why Prop Twenty Two is bad, and unfortunately, Prop Twenty Two has been passed in the state of California. That's something that I really didn't expect. Did you guys expect this to happen? I was just hoping it wouldn't happen. If you look at the county voting level mm. data in California, it was like the Bay Area voted against it and the rest really? of the state voted for it. And it really goes to show where Uber, Lyft, et cetera, spent that $200 million in advertising yeah. was at the rest of the state. Wow. I think they knew that the Bay Area might not go for it. So they spent all the money on the rest of the state, which is, you know shady it's a large state there's a huge population so i think they spend a lot of money on people that are you know less in the tech industry and yeah i think it's really sad what 
struck me about it is that like I've also been thinking about this in terms of like how Apple uses its own stuff to promote its own things and I feel like there's something really problematic in the fact that like Uber has a default advantage because it can send a push notification or like there were all these interstitials in the app and like whatever yeah that it can reach like this is the thing that they were really good at unfortunately under Travis was like motivating their or moving their audience to like do stuff so um and there's no rules about it to circle back a little bit if you haven't listened to the episode where we talked about prop 22 i will explain a little bit what it is it's basically ruling that will make an exception for the gig economy workers so people that work at doordash but also at uber lyft you name it there's there's some more people that deliver food people that drive cars uh, taxis stuff like that the idea is that the, this new ruling makes so that these companies don't have to pay them any benefits so they basically are a new form of freelance in some sort of way the idea i think the drivers would earn 120 percent of minimum wage during engaged time and 30 cents per engaged mile plus healthcare stripend stipend 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 what does that mean like a yeah it's an amount of money set aside for a certain thing yeah so you you get like a tiny bonus per engaged time thresholds so what happens is that the company actually doesn't have any you know they don't care for their workers but right. now they don't have to care for their workers. Yeah, the law now allows them to do it. But remember, this is in contrast to the court as well, which also just ruled that they should be employees. Exactly. Which is why I was I was positive that this would, you know, be a thing. And what has happened is these companies have sat together and made like a large pool of money available to make sure this actually went through. And it's interesting because... The 120% of minimum wage sounds pretty good in ways, but that is horrible, especially if you live in San Francisco. That's, you know, that's that's not right, you know? And also the fact that something like this is almost permanent. It's almost impossible to turn this back, to change this, to get rid of this rule. Yeah, it was like 70%, right, to overturn it or something? Right. So it, it's basically a permanent thing. And now these companies want to do the same thing for the rest of the US. Because for now, it's only in California. This, it's this case only in California. And I think mm. if you are a company and you have to do tricks like this to make your company work, then your company doesn't work. Yeah, I think that's it. It's like the fact that they're fighting this in such a stupid like way and like trying to make it permanent that it like it's just a fucking disaster 180 million they put into this how? to getting this done Zach you can talk to this maybe like how does this work was this on the ballot with the presidential election like do you get a yes. bunch of shit on a paper that you have to vote on all at once yes wow yeah well it depends on which election but with this particular election there was like the president and there was a couple other representative so positions how many, how many things do you have to vote on at once like i'm just asking because it doesn't make sense yeah. so it, you, these are propositions right yeah and they vary depending on where you live oh. some are local some are state okay. so it varies voting is like one of those things where because of all these propositions 
you should do your research, hmm. right? Just like you should research the candidates you're voting for, especially for the you know non-presidential. I know plenty. I know way too much about Donald Trump and was informed enough to make that decision very easily to vote for Biden. But with all these propositions, it's sort of like some of them, it's the first time you're hearing about it. So yeah, exactly. you really want to sit down and spend some time filling out a ballot like this. And so I don't know. It's one of those things, three hours researching, filling out the form, and then because I mailed mine, or faxed mine, because I'm in Europe, but... Um, you faxed so, yours in? That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you say fax? Yes, How? facsimile. Where, exact. where did you get a fax? Oh, um, there are all these predatory websites, <laughs> around this time so of year. So you use like an online vote. fax? Yeah, it's like a, yeah, you upload the PDF. It was too expensive. It like was $10, like, $20? I probably spent... 12 euro one to fix. fax my partner and I <laughs> like votes which is like a type of voter suppression right oh yeah right. it's like it, it's intentionally it's, obscure because New Zealand had the same option right for overseas voting it was fax send back via mail don't trust that shit or do it online which is what I did but the fact right, we that it's fax that. or just post is fucked yeah. yeah and I also know someone who who actually mailed in their thing and it cost them 18 euros Woo! <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. Plus, there's all these services they try to get you to with a subscription. So I had to subscribe to it. It was like €3.71 a week. A week? It, it's a like week. a newspaper subscription. <laughs> it was So I had to, like, sign up and then pay for both of our faxes. And so it was, like, I don't know, like €12 Euros or something. Jeez. And then I went and hit cancel and the fine print was like your membership will end and it was a date in the future so that they could get me one more billing cycle yuck yeah okay so you fact anyway anyway okay i just wondered how that worked because it feels like if especially if you're voting in person on a normal year you would have to have a lot of information going into it as well like if you've seen this is the problem with i imagine how this prop thing played out as well is like you're voting on all this other shit you've seen it in the app probably said it was bad so don't and you're just like going down the thing i imagine for a lot of people like it's just yeah. a lot all at 100%. once 100 percent. this is 100 percent how this works stuff like this gets voted through because who gives a shit about every well, fucking and you thing. saw something there's like, probably there's probably 20 other propositions in there like how can you be informed on any every topic yeah, like this you have is what to happened. be very interested in politics yeah. and in local politics to be diving that deep and so, i doubt i doubt that people were doing this in new zealand we just had election we don't have like this whole proposition thing but we have referendums that are usually often attached and sometimes not but often attached to the uh election for the government um and ours was um like a cannabis referendum and assisted uh suicide or euthanasia bill um and the cannabis one failed i think because it was bundled with it like yeah because people were making these choices and like cannabis for example is so loaded that people have already made such a like effort at least in new zealand to like understand who they're voting for and like all of that shit that like by the time they get to the weed thing they're like no i don't like weed no (laughs) like very frustrating so that that's the other factor here is those propositions it feels intentional, but who knows, are often worded in a confusing way. Right. Where voting yes for something is means it doesn't happen, and voting oh. no for something means it does happen. Like, wow. they're all worded in ways where 
it can be confusing. So there's this entire ecosystem that exists of resources to help you understand these propositions. And with that comes, some of them have biases and opinions built into them of like, you should vote no on Prop 22 because, you know, it, your workers' rights. and But like, that's from a probably more leftist news source. And so a lot of people will take a proposition and then they'll Google it to learn more about it. And then coming with mm -hmm. learning about it, there's lots of these sources that have opinions baked in. Right. And uh, it, the news organizations do it. It's not like this is all shade. Like SF Chronicle has, and here's what the SF Chronicle recommends for this proposition. Right, yeah. So yeah, that's another layer of where the tech companies could have influenced this as well. Interesting. I do want to say that this happened in California. Right. Um, it is literally a matter of time for this to be nationalized. So Dara, the CEO of Uber, said that they intend to spend money on propositions in other states um, to do the same thing. And um, so Joe Biden was elected president, and with a president comes lots of other things. And so he has a transition team. And they announced a, a lot of things this week. Some really cool stuff. Their website's very neat. We could talk about that at a, a later time. I, I don't know that it's worth talking about his website, but it's neat. Um, but uh, they announced a roster of policy experts that will help with the transition. And the list, um, the list has more than 500 members, and tech companies are really well represented. So there's current employees of Airbnb, Amazon, Dell, Dropbox, LinkedIn, Lyft, Salesforce, Stripe, and Uber on it. There's also employees from the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and Schmidt Ventures, which is Eric Schmidt, the former Google CEO. So tech, Joe Biden and his um, his team are very like close to the tech industry, and so um, I, I don't think in a necessarily was, a good way. Was there there was a rumor that like Eric Schmidt was even. Oh, no, yes, the last one is Schmidt Ventures is the. I mean, but so this is this is advisors, and some right. of those might turn into positions or even cabinet members. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, it's interesting to see that against the backdrop of the antitrust stuff. Like people, from what I've read, like it's potentially like the new administration will give a shit about antitrust, but. It's obvious that they're cozying up for this reason, right? And right. what, by the way, is wild is what's going on in China right now is they're, gonna, they're building stronger antitrust law than the U.S. Wow. Like, there was that big IPO of this company called Ant, which is a financial group that spun off from Alibaba, which is like all the payments. We can get into it on another episode. And the Chinese government stopped it uh, from going public because they thought it was uh, like a monopoly. Um, and it's really interesting that they're like strong on this while in the US it's like this weird thing although it should be said and I won't bang on about this for too long but Europe this week announced that they're uh, investigating Amazon for antitrust uh, violations nice. which is bananas they basically said that Amazon is illegally using internal data to get a, a advantage over its own marketplace sellers because I don't know if everybody knows this, but Amazon has all these like private label brands. So like mm -hmm. you'll go on there and you like Amazon Basics is the one that's in the open. But there's like eight bajillion other ones like Now Baby and Presto and like all of these things, which are actually Amazon brands, but not obvious until you get them that they're doing that. And so Europe announced that they're basically 
Amazon uses internal data on searches to see what's most popular to enter those categories and then puts its own shit first. And so uh, that's also going on in this. And so like coming back to the US, I think it'll be interesting because there is on the global stage a lot of antitrust movement as well. So even if those people are close, I'm opt- I'm hopeful that like the Biden administration would actually not let that be a influence. Like because that anything anything could happen, right? Like right. you could have those people on there and still go after Zuckerberg, right? Right. Yeah. So. I mean, it's it's also like it's not that the Trump administration hasn't been close to tech companies. I mean, Facebook, Apple. Palantir have close relationships with the current administration so yeah exactly I, it's not that this is necessarily worse it's yeah. just i was a little more optimistic of the screws being turned you yeah. know on these tech companies a little bit more and exactly it's likely that the consequences of prop 22 will be national in a matter of time yeah, yeah. especially with the amount of money that these companies are willing to spend on it yeah this is the most expensive lobbying that's ever happened for but a proposition in California. Something will happen Dumb. between the court and the vote, right? Like, something has to be reconciled. Right, so there was, what, AB5 was the court ruling? My understanding is this this sort of supersedes it. I don't know enough about the court ruling to know what happens next. If I had an educated guess, it's that this will continue to be litigated and there will be more court rulings right. in the future. But for the meantime, we talked about AB5 about 11 days before the election and said the tech companies are going to wait to see what happens to see if they have to follow this court ruling. So I think we're going to read more stories about this over the next couple of weeks. And that, yeah, it's one of those things. Stay tuned. We will keep you updated. I think Mm -hmm. I think that's a good place to wrap. Oh, can I just say one thing about the election? Um, Yes. There were a distinct difference between this election and the previous presidential election with Hillary and Trump in that back then, the 2016 election, there was a very noticeable amount of bots on Twitter. Yeah. And I don't know. I know that Twitter has done a lot to get rid of bots. I don't know that what happened on Twitter is any better or worse than then because I think different that now. So I don't know what's confirmed or not, but there's this assumption that the bots are from Russia. The Russian government was involved in like trying to throw that election. I think that now with things like QAnon, it's people in America that have spread the misinformation and it's maybe that the bots aren't even necessary (laughs) at this point because it's, I mean, People in point. America convinced and, you know, publishing misinformation themselves yeah. Yeah, on the Twitter exactly. account and Facebook Twitter, page. Twitter did a good job, I thought, on Election Day. Or one of the best jobs I've ever seen a social network done. I'm, I'm not sure if it was, like, the bestest of all the things they could have done. But the fact that they were, like, throttling, they made retweets, like, kind of difficult. They put messages on Trump, all of, almost all of Trump's shit. Uh, was the most aggressive I've ever seen. Like, Facebook barely did anything by comparison. Comparatively, yeah. Uh, And so it was interesting to see that. Like, I mean, Jack, I mean, the company, has been working up to this for some time. Like, they have been turning the screws a little bit there, but it was interesting to see them go from, like, zero to 100 uh, on the day. I hope they keep it up. Like, I hope that they don't think, oh, like, well, we did it. Like, that's it. Like, I hope they actually are consistent from now on. We'll see. But... 
Yeah. Well, I think we've talked about this before on the show, too. There are now members that were just elected to Congress that are QAnon followers. Exactly. Shit's fucked. QAnon is banned from Twitter. Yeah. And so the whole policy, the whole idea behind keeping Donald Trump on Twitter was so that the people could hold him accountable. It's like, well, if Twitter bans it, then people aren't seeing it. it it's the... I'm not saying it's the correct thing. It's just the justification for keeping public figures on Twitter, even if they violate the rules. Because if they applied the Nazi rule that they have in Germany to all of Twitter, several members of Congress would get their accounts banned. That's it. And so this is the whole, like, so people can see that they're Nazis and people can do something about it. It's not our job to... You know, do this, and so people as a Nazi, which I think is in a way true. Yep, do it. So it would be interesting to see how their QAnon policy gets applied to Congress members that are true believers. Come on, let's do it, Twitter. You can do it, Twitter. Spicy, Um, spicy, spicy. Let's wrap up there. Thanks for listening. Tell us your hot takes on Apple Silicon and whether or not you bought it in Discord. I want to know who bought it. I'm sure Yorick did. No. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, I think anybody who buys it, I get it. So, But I'd love to hear why after, you know, talking through like how we don't get it. So, I mean, Apple I just bought the Microsoft equivalent. So yeah, that's true. It's, it is an interesting well, conversation. A different form factor. I think that's like the interesting thing with the Pro X is it's a good sell. Anyway, tell us in Discord. We'll talk about it there. Yeah. Uh, tweet us. Tweet <laughs> yeah. us. Right. See you on the internet. Bye, biscuits. Bye. Bye, friends.